We are nearly halfway through the NFL season, but we have yet begun to kick ass because the pre-snap is your DFS podcast, and it starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we're talking DFS. It's week eight. I can't believe how quickly the season is going. I feel like I say this every year. But Chris, this one seems to be flying by right now. Yeah, it's it's basically half over. I mean, if you're playing season long, it, it, you're just a couple weeks away from playoffs. You could be out of it by now. And this is where I think we bring in everybody that potentially could be out of season long leagues. Unfortunately, if that's the case for you, this is why Joe and I are here. We're going to uh, help you guys keep the season extending here and hopefully win you guys some bucks in DFS because, yeah, it's the season really isn't over. It is flying by, but it's only half over. Unbelievable stuff and a lot of fun games to get to. Uh, We've had some trades this week and uh, some more. I'm sure will come down the pipe this week as well. And uh, on top of which, we've got some people trying to get back from injuries, people going on injuries. So basically a whole lot of things have opened up. So let's get after it and let's start breaking them all down for you. Let's start with that Seahawks and Falcons game. Now, the Falcons have clearly, Chris, they have uh, closed up shop, thrown in the towel, whatever uh, metaphor you want to use. That's it. They've done it all. They've traded off Mohamed Sanu. I don't know if they have any more pieces to go. We're still waiting on some word about Matt Ryan. It seems as though he's trending towards playing, so that's a good thing. That's a positive. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I got a hard time getting excited about anything in this game except for Chris Carson. So is there something else that's appealing to you, or are you just going to go and continue to attack the Falcons? Are you going to pay up uh, at quarterback for Russell Wilson? We all know Matt Ryan is very uh, scary this week because of the injury and the threat of possibly re-injuring in that. But to me, I look at Chris Carson at 7K on DraftKings. I look at him at 8K on FanDuel, and I think, okay, that's a pretty solid cash game play right there. Yeah, he's well, he's been a solid cash game play, you know, basically all year. You know, he let, let us down a little bit last week, but... This is somebody who has 21 carries in four straight games, at least 24 touches in each of those games as well. So he is a big part of the offense. You figure they're going to be up in, in the ball game, and maybe they lean on him a little bit. But Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, any of these guys, DK Metcalf's been an option in the red zone, even though he hasn't really pulled in a, a touchdown in there yet. But he is an option. They're going to score some points here. I could make a case for basically everyone on Seattle, and even including their defense. I was going to get crazy and – and maybe have a lineup with Matt Schaub if he played in tournaments at $4,700. But um, yikes, it, there's nothing really to like from the Falcons standpoint. No, it's it's difficult. It really is. And, and it's not to say that the Falcons can't score points because, of course, they have. But it's a very risky play because of the ankle of Matt Ryan. If, if Schaub comes into this game again, you'd have no idea what everything's going to be. So I would just fade away from it. It's just not a good investment. And I think that's the thing we have to get back to is like, what's a good investment? And the Falcons right now are not a good one. And I'll tell you what, I just want more volume at a Tyler Lockett. I keep waiting for the big volume Tyler Lockett yeah. game to come back, and it hasn't come back. And I'm it a probably worried won't. about that. It I, probably yeah, won't. Right. Yeah. I mean, it might be who they are. It, That's why I think it's Carson or Bust here. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, That is really risky. And that's why it's so risky to play him in cash too, because you just don't know. And even when you look at the game log, he, he basically reels in everything four four targets, four catches, four targets, four catches, five targets, five catches, seven targets last week, five grabs, everything that goes his way, he pulls in. It's just, he doesn't get a ton of volume. So that's why I'm hesitant actually to play him in cash, but he does have that upside in tournaments, but you, you're right. He has to hit because at seven K, I mean, it's the same price as a guy like Julio Jones, basically, right? He's in that same kind of range, the 7K range. And we know those two players are very different wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the Broncos are going to travel to the Colts. Brissett was uh, Offensive Player of the Week last week. Great week from him. Uh, Broncos, you know, the the Broncos show up and play and they compete. We know that Emmanuel Sanders is now gone. But uh, look, Philip Lindsay has been very steady. I think he's a decent return on investment. He's priced very mildly. Uh, the Colts defense ever since Darius Leonard came back has played very well. This is a shot where you could even, you know, play that Colts defense, I think, potentially uh, today. But uh, outside of that, again, another team that's hard to get excited here or in a game, really. Marlon Mack, OK, fine, but I'm not thrilled about it. But I wonder, is Zach Pascal going to be in a lot of lineups this week because of last week? Yeah, he may be. I'm going to fade that altogether. Uh, if he has a good game, then so be it. There's enough value on the board in the, in the 4K range that we'll get to throughout the show that I'll just I'll just let Pascal beat me if that's the case. I'll just move on. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my money on Pascal and, and be disappointed. I think there's a better chance of being disappointed, but he certainly is trending up. You know, Jacoby Brissett has been both of those guys, him and Marlon Mack, they haven't been really tournament options, but they've been pretty safe. If you look at Marlon Mack, and it, it's just top five in terms of just touches per game and carries per game. He's a big part of that offense. And Jacoby Brissett actually leads the league in touchdowns per game. I was shocked to see that. And and I saw it just toggling around on Fandle. 2.3 touchdowns per game ranks first. So that that's pretty crazy, really. Because And then just looking at the game log, again, doesn't have those big blow-up games, but at least 16 fantasy points in five of six games. That's okay. It's a decent floor. He can run. He can call his own number. It's a decent matchup, not phenomenal, but he's been pretty steady so far this season. Basically, two, three touchdowns every single game from Jacoby. But it's just, meh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of how it feels. It's kind of how it feels. Like the Titans probably won't, or the, the Colts probably won't score 40 points. There's other quarterbacks on the board that could be behind a 40-point game. Yeah, hey, look, I could get behind Mac. Line Star app likes the return on investment on FanDuel for Mac too. Uh, I think he's a little bit more valuable on FanDuel where the touchdown matters a little bit more as opposed to the full point PPR. But let's get to this next game here because this is finally one where we can sink our teeth into. The first two are kind of blah, blah. This one I kind of like here because you got the Titans at home against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers coming off a bye. Um, to me, this is a great opportunity here. Uh, I would fade Derrick Henry in favor, I can't believe I'm saying this, of the wide receivers of the Titans because if there's one thing you can do, it's throw on the Tampa Bay Bucs. You just can. And Corey Davis coming off a good game. A.J. Brown coming off a decent one too. Follow the the health of Corey Davis. He was ill. Uh, He sat out of practice yesterday, but still it looks like everything's going to be fine for him for the game. So hopefully he's well enough to play. But I think Brown and Corey Davis look like really nice lineup builders this week. And that Bucks team, look, you will know what you're getting there. It, Godwin's going to be a beast. Uh, I think Evans can have a bounce back game here. And even Winston, because the ownership's going to be like negative on Winston after that awful game the last time we saw him. So I think there's a lot to like in this one. Chris, how do you feel about Bucks titans Yeah, there's a lot to like for sure. Uh, I, I, would, I would imagine, actually, and it's crazy that we have come to this point of the season, 
in the show that Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis may be pretty chalky. I expect both of their ownerships to be high. Linestar has Tannehill as the third best value quarterback behind Derek Carr, and I'd much rather play Tannehill at this moment against a Bucks team who has allowed the most passing yards per game in the NFL. So we know that they're very strong against the run. It's a good call by you. I'm with you. Let's fade Derrick Henry and let's roll out Ryan Tannehill, who, you know, didn't run around a lot in that in that first game, but he has some sneaky speed to him. He can he can call his own number. He so he can give you that a little bit in in the game in case Tampa can dial up some pressure. But Corey Davis mentioned him last time a week ago on the show. I thought it could be a coming out party for him. It was a season high in terms of just targets and his six catches. I mean, that's top seven in his career. Just that output, that game. Ugh. That's how bad Marcus, still Mariota Marcus Mariota has been. Mariota. Mariota's right. just ruined it for the last two years. He has. So angry. Ugh. So bring in Tannehill, and Tannehill wants to prove that he's a starter, so he's not just going to hand it off. I know he's not calling all the shots, but when he is going to drop back and throw the football, he's going to throw to his best two weapons in Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. So like both of them, lean Davis think he has the higher ceiling but would take shots on both of them i like and and if delaney walker doesn't play maybe john smith at twenty eight hundred dollars on dk if you want to punt the tight end position i'm intrigued with him as well do you think Tannehill's in play at all as a tournament quarterback this week especially on especially on dk at 51 Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Line started checking in as, as the third best value on the board. Watson had one and he, and he's expensive. It just gives you the, the kind of day that he can have. But well, yeah, and that's sure. the thing. You, like, I, I think millionaire makers probably going to have Watson in it regardless of the fact. Yeah, that he's it be may. And I think Tannehill is going to be ch- pretty chalky. I think the ownership's going to be high. It's not going to be a sneaky <laughs> really? play. Yeah, wow, no, it's not going to be a sneaky play, man. It really won't be because, because of the matchup and just that small sample of what he did last week. And I mean, it could, you could be disappointed, but I like, I'm not going to tell you guys I'm, I'm backing it up. You know, I'm not just saying, no, it for the I, heck I'm, of saying it. I am I, going I, to have a, a stack with Tannehill in it. I think you have to, I mean, the bucks have been that bad and why wouldn't you at this point, everybody's thrown on them and, and no one's been able to run on them. They have shut down Christian McCaffrey twice, right? So they're going to shut down Derek Henry, which means just there's going to be volume there at the very least for Ryan Tannehill. So at least we all agree on that. Look for some scoring in that game. All right. Cardinals and saints. We're uh, still waiting I would be very surprised if Drew Brees plays in this one. And if he doesn't, I think Teddy Bridgewater is another one of these tournament quarterbacks very much in play. Uh, same thing with Latavius Murray, too. Even if Kamara does trend where he might get on the field, it could be another one of these situations like last week with David Johnson, where he's on the field, but he's an emergency use guy, and Murray's the dude. So I don't know about you. I still feel pretty good about Murray, and I always feel good about Michael Thomas, especially in this matchup. Uh, Peterson be damned. I don't care. Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. Yeah, my, and has he ever been Michael Thomas? Oh, I mean, my goodness. The fact that he has been able to put up these games without Drew Brees is remarkable. It just goes to show a lot about him and Teddy Bridgewater and how good he has been. So he's definitely due for you know a pay raise, I would say. Bridgewater has earned himself a role as a starting quarterback somewhere in the NFL. And I'm, you know, you and I have, we, we, we think alike, man. I like Latavius even more if Kamara plays. Me and I too. Think it'll take Me Kamara, too. It'll take the ownership off yeah, of Latavius. It in half. It'll cut it in half, dude. Easily, there is not more. No reason for them to roll out Alvin Kamara, you know, 10 plus carries. There's no reason. Got a buy coming up. Oh, exactly. So I would be shame. I, I'd be shocked. It does sound like him and Breeze could play in this game, which is kind of surprising to me. But yeah, Latavius, 32 touches last week, saw the upside against Arizona. Probably going to be up in the game. Let's lean on him a little bit. This is an opportunity for Latavius has been in this role before with Minnesota when guys went down. 
they, you know, Minnesota leaned on him, gave him a ton of work. This is the opportunity. He's been in this role. He can do it. So I, I would imagine let's just hand the ball off to Latavius here another 20 plus times. And his price is, is still very solid. Yeah, uh, we're we're completely in lockstep. And I'll give me the Saints defense in this one, too. One of the better defenses Definitely. on the board. If you want to fade away from the Patriots at the top, which I don't think you need to. <laughs> but if you want to, certainly the Saints are in play. All right, the Bengals are going to travel to L.A. to play the Rams. Like that Rams defense, too, because the Bengals are another team that turns things over. I, I can't do anything with the Bengals anymore. I'm no. out. I am just out after the 10 carries for two whole yards for Joe Mixon last week. I am out. Uh, give me Cooper Cup in this one. I'm going to keep banging the drum again. I don't mean. I mean, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall the last two weeks. With those should have been lock games for Cooper Cup, and both were disappointing to me. Can we finally get a Cooper Cup game here in this one against the Bengals? I think so. Well, now's the time to do it too. Yeah, a lot of people complaining about him. He's been very popular over the last two weeks, and he's let everybody down. But he still has ten catches in his last two games. This the yards haven't been there. And Didi, you know, ate up the Bengals last week in the slot. Even though for the most part they've been okay, you know, this season against slot wideouts. But every every Bengal, I uh, take take some shots with with Goff and and I know Cooks let a lot of people down, so people probably out on him too. But I I think there's most the most safety I suppose would be with Cup and then Woods. I even like Gurley this week, and it is, it's such a nice matchup. He hasn't been efficient on the ground this year, but this is the matchup to do it. The Bengals are allowing nearly 200 rushing yards per game. It's, it's a league high. So if he, if he can't get right here, then I have some issues going forward. But Gurley, I feel like we've said that a bunch this year. If he can't get right in this game, if he can't, and like all the time, he, he's not right, but he saves the day with a touchdown or two, and we all go, okay. Yeah, but fine. it is the like, best matchup by far he's faced. He's had right. some tough ones. Carolina, Tampa, the Saints. He's had some tough match matchups so far this season. I mean, the Bengals are allowing 189 rushing yards per game. 189. That's crazy. It's that it's is really crazy. unheard right. of. So I'm gonna I'm gonna You're take right. a shot on him. And he's yeah. he's to the point in pricing Joe too, where like I would imagine you look at his price and you see the grouping. Why would you pay 74? You just let's drop down to Carson at seven or roll the dice with Bell or Chubb. Edmonds is cheap this week. So I think people will just be like, nah, not doing it. You know, you're probably right. You, you are probably right here in that one. And and I can understand that. I mean, uh, Gurley is 74 on DK so and 74 on Fandle, right? He's 74 on both. So I get it. You're right. If this is the week, this is probably the best of the weeks. But I feel like we've said that before. However, this yeah, is have, probably more true than the other ones. Maybe the other ones were a little hyperbolic, especially now looking back on it, how good the Bucks' defense against the run has been. So maybe that's something we need to keep in mind. All right. Eagles, Bills. Ugh, this one I'm not a fan of because the strength of the Eagles is stopping the run. And I still don't feel great about the Bills passing attack. And the strength of the Eagles is throwing the football. And I don't feel good about that against the secondary of the Bills. So I just hate this game, period. Is that okay? Is it safe to just hate this game? Because I do. Yeah, it's. I was surprised. Originally, I believe the total opened up at 43 and a half and it jumped up to 45 and a half. And I had already slammed the under. I'll be at this game. There's a chance of rain. I think it'll be pretty sloppy football, and much like you know the Washington and San Fran game. Maybe not that extreme in terms of weather-wise, but the Eagles' offense is is completely struggling. Buffalo, we respect. It's a tough place to go in and throw touchdowns. Carson Wentz hasn't looked good. The offense, they really need Deshaun Jackson and to stretch the field. There's just nothing there. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been able to get separation. I do think I may take a shot on Zach Ertz in a tournament. 
you know, Miami kind of ate them up in the middle of the field last week. Matt Molino is their best linebacker in terms of coverage. So I, he's, it looks like he's going to be out. So that's maybe one way I'll go. And I will have one share of just because of the Eagles secondary, how bad it is. Allen to Brown. I'll have one share of that. It's fairly cheap, but I agree with you. I don't think, I think both defenses actually could be in play. I don't see a high scoring game. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I look at this. This is definitely an under for me, too. I'm with you. So, therefore, from a DFS perspective, it's not that interesting. Mike yeah. Randall and I will talk about this game at length tomorrow on The Wagering Show. So, make sure you're subscribing to the pre-snap and give us five stars. And check out tomorrow's show if you're going to be making any picks in any NFL wagering or sports betting. Mike Randall and I got you covered right here on Line Star. And while you're at it, make sure you are downloading that Line Star app and upgrading to the premium product to get all the breakdowns and all the values and all the optimizers that we're using here and help us do the show and bring you this kind of content that we do every single week. And Chris, moving on to the next one here, we've got the Chargers of Bears. And I'll tell you what, I like Austin Eckler in this game. And the reason I do is because I look at the number of fantasy points they've given up to running backs in the last two weeks between Josh Jacobs and then Latavius Murray. Running backs get points against the Bears. And I don't know how much Melvin Gordon you're going to get. I know the offensive line sucks. I get it. But that just keeps plugging away to me that it's going to be quick passes and that's when Austin Eckler shines and I it's the only thing that I could take away from this game that has any redeeming quality for me whatsoever other than that this is another game where people can just have it yeah I know you don't you just don't want to waste your money betting on the stupid chargers for one um and then or the stupid bears and stupid well, Matt Nagy who refuses to right. run the football which I just yeah. can't wrap my mind around Chris I know he said on Monday that he's not an idiot. He knows he needs to run the football, but you know, he had two weeks to game plan against the saints and he ran the ball, a franchise low, not a season low career, low franchise, low. The bears organization has been around for a long time, a franchise, low seven rushing attempts. Two of them went to wide receivers. They traded up for David Montgomery. They're not using him at all. You want to be ultra contrarian. and you play 150 lineups in one play him, but otherwise you just fade this entire game. I, I am interested, I guess, in Eckler because I wonder people are probably hesitant with both Eckler and Gordon and they're to the price now where they're both under under 6K. Melvin Gordon may not get this cheap ever again, 5-4. He's been bad, but he is coming off you know a game where he had the most carries so far this season. But maybe they go back to Eckler. They used him in the second half, got him back in that football game last week. He has 25 catches in his last three games. So on DK, I think he's a stronger play than FanDuel. But yeah, and this is another game that I'm just kind of avoiding, man. Hunter Henry, though, I will say that. Hunter Henry again. I'm fine with Hunter Henry too. Yeah, $4,900. He's been such a beast. Um, you know, per game, he's only played three games. But per game, this guy's leading all tight ends in terms of catches. So, yeah, I'll, I'll ride him. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Giants at Lions now. on Johnson's out. Ty Johnson's in. Uh, I don't know how popular he's going to be from an ownership perspective. I don't know how. The Giants are awful. But yeah. I don't know if we can just make that leap that all of a sudden Ty Johnson's good enough to make a DFS investment. It's one thing to put him as a flex player in a season-long league. That's a little different with buys and stuff like that and trying to fill out a lineup because you only have so many choices. But in DFS, you have every choice available. And I just don't know if I can get there. So I'll pose this question to you. Do you feel there's opportunity here with Ty Johnson? Or do you think this is a trap for a lot of teams? Because I, I think a lot of owners this week will see the price and be tempted. and I feel like it's more of a trap, even though the Giants are that bad. Yeah, it does feel like a trap to me, too. At $4,900, you'd be silly not to try him in one lineup, but he's going to be very, very popular. He was the most picked up guy in season-long leagues. Everybody knows on Johnson's out, and I, I, I really like Matthew Stafford. I think it means more throws for him. Agreed. But J.D. McKissick is going to be involved. He's going to keep a kind of a third-down role there. 
Um, you, you never know with Matt Patricia either. And it's not like carry on Johnson was really getting a ton of carries. So I, it's, I like Stafford. I like Marvin Jones. I like Kenny Galladay, but yeah, t- for, for Ty Johnson, what he did last week, 10 carries, four catches and 9.7 DK points. I mean, that's not quite returning value, but now you're going to give him, you know, a little bit of a stronger workload. So maybe he gets 12 carries and he catches five or six balls. That is appealing against the giants, but give me the, give me all the Stafford and I'm going to use both of his wide receivers. All right. Now I'll tell you what, I'm willing to go back to this. Well, because of the matchup, it's Marvin Jones. I will go right back there. And I, a lot of people will not because of how good it was last week, but 5,800. Why not? I mean, yeah, Kenny Galladay's at 64 on DK. So that's a big difference on the FanDuel side. Jones is 63, Galladay 67. So not much of a change there in terms of price variance. But on DraftKings, there's a big price variance. 64 to 58. That's that's one to take notice of. So for me, I think on on fan on DraftKings, excuse me, especially, I think that's one I could definitely get involved with here. Yeah, both I like both wideouts. I, I want a piece of both of them. And you I try not to overthink it, but I wonder if people will will chase those four touchdowns or if they're just like, nah, not going to happen. It's going to be, I think this is, I think knowing Marvin Jones history, people just fade immediately away from it. Yeah. And I'd like to go very few people. I'm going to go back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Although I missed it. I say, I say go back. I, I'll admit I wasn't in on last week. No, 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 none of us. Nobody was, but um, let's let's not pretend like we were, (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to, get involved it was one person <laughs> he was less than one percent owned in the right. millionaire yeah. <laughs> let's, so let's not pretend like anybody was really on that and i'll tell you what i will stay on the the lions defense too because that defense does play strong and daniel jones has turned the ball over a ton yeah, so yeah. that's just something to keep in mind here he got all his toys back and it still wasn't great what are your thoughts on saquon this week because we got him and mccaffrey back on the main slate together at the same time I'm kind of fading both. We'll get to McCaffrey in a second, but let's start with Saquon. What are your feelings on him this week at the price? Because he's top of the board at running back, but it feels like with Carson and Fournette and even guys like Latavius Murray, there's a lot of other choices here where you just don't have to do that. Yeah, I don't think you have to do it either. And I think because there are a lot of choices, maybe you'll get him with a low ownership in tournaments. But yeah, he's not one of my favorite on the board. He did touch the ball 21 times in his return, 80 yards, found the end zone. Decent day, probably his floor, really. Like, let's be honest, but... Yeah, I, I I think maybe in a tournament lineup or two, but you're right. There's just so much other value. No, that you're I, right. It's like some one tournament guys. lineup, maybe two, yeah, just, you play multi-entry, sure. Yeah, just in case, right? You don't want to completely fade Barkley and CMC, but you want to have one or two shares. But I don't think it's the week to go in on all of these those two guys. No, and I'll tell you what, this next game too, there's another one where I'm just cherry-picking one player. It's Leonard Fournette. Uh, maybe the Jaguars defense too is another pivot off of some of the top of the board people. But Sam Darnold was all kinds of confused. And I don't know if he's going to keep seeing ghosts or not this week. I don't know how much of a hangover there is after you play the Patriots and get absolutely destroyed the way he did, Uh, especially to be destroyed on Monday Night Football is pretty embarrassing. I can't get excited about Bell. I can't get excited about Crowder this week. I can't get excited about anything because I'm not sure about Darnold. And yes, that creates opportunity, but I don't think it's a good investment. So I'm going to pass on the Jets this week. I would take all the Fournette, though. The volume's been there. The touchdowns haven't. I mean, imagine a two-touchdown game for Leonard Fournette with some of these weeks he's had. And I know he was super chalky last week. And I kind of wonder, same thing like Cooper Cup, you know, go back down to these same wells because the volume's going to be there for Fournette. And if he has to, and I don't think the ownership will be nearly as high this week as it was last week. 
Yeah, it's you're right. It's just the touchdowns. If he's just had, if he could get a couple more, like if he had a couple more, how about he, a two touchdown day from Leonard Fournette? Is that too much to ask, man? Oh man, yeah. It's it's been the field goal show when when they get in there, uh, Lambo, pick him up in your season long leagues. But Fournette, um, first in carries, second in rushing yards, twenty six touches in four straight. The volume has been there. They want to run the football. He he really is a, a monster in cash. It's just yeah, he hasn't hit. In, in tournaments because he hasn't had those touchdowns, but you can bank on 20 carries. He's done that four straight. He's got 28 catches, 38 targets on the year. He's have he's going to have a career year there. The Jets top 10 in terms of allowing fantasy points to back. So interested. I will take a shot on Robbie Anderson though, just because of the volume tough matchup. We all know, like, like give your, give the Pats some credit that their defense is so good. They just throw on ghosts out there on the field for old Sammy boy. He's confused. He doesn't know what to do, but he has given Robbie Anderson 16 targets in his last two games. No Jalen Ramsey. So I, I will take a shot there because he's cheap. Not interested in Crowder. Don't want any part of that. Agree on Bell. Uh, he's just, yeah, it is. It's a, what about the other guys? What about DD and Shark but... and those guys? I'm kind of fading away from them too. I'm just looking for Fournette and just yeah, run the football down their throat personally. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 the Fournette show. I, I, I'm interested in him. I think I'm just chasing. DD's been great. I like him a lot, but he, he doesn't find the end zone either. He doesn't score. None of these guys score. <laughs> it's Jacksonville's issue. They don't score touchdowns. No, that's a problem. But, you know, like I think the Jets are there to help that problem. Let's just say that. All right. Yeah. The Panthers coming off a bye, and they're going to go to San Francisco, take on the 49ers. That 49er defense has been excellent. So this is the thing. Do you go against the grain, pay up for Christian McCaffrey against the 49ers because a lot of people fade it because of the matchup of how good the 49ers have been? Or, Chris, is this an opportunity to get in on arguably the best running back in football? Again, no Dalvin Cook this week because of the Thursday night game. Uh, and so you're one less there. So do you have the opportunity here to, if you don't love the matchup with Barkley to go after McCaffrey instead? It's probably the only guy in this game that I am interested in, but I won't have as much exposure to him as, as I have in the past, but I will get involved because it's 9,200. He's gotten to that point now where he's over the nine K and the matchup is tough. You're right. I have a lot of respect for the San Fran defense and McCaffrey, even going up against Tampa Bay in those two games, wasn't great on the ground, but still, he still had decent days, right? He was still involved through the air. And that's why, I mean, everything just goes through CMC and the fact that he had the bye. you know, maybe people have just forgotten how, how good he has been, but yeah, that last game against Tampa still got 21 points. It's not the 50, 33, 30, and 45 he's put up, but it, it could be a 21, 22-point game that wouldn't really do it for you. Um, he would need to get to that 30-plus, 30, 30 but I wouldn't completely fade him, Joe. We've talked about that before. It is risky. Well, look, Linesar hasn't projected as the highest running back in terms of points again. He's top five in terms of return, but on top of that, when you look at it right under him, you got the guys like Saquon, and then, of course, Carson and Fournette right after that. And yeah, then Gurley. much cheaper. So when you have these other options there, especially with the game we haven't gotten to yet, which is the Texans, I think you're going to have to get some wallets out for some Watson shares and some Hopkins shares. And we'll get to them in just a second here. Um, anything else from this game? Because I'm with you. I, I don't think there's anything else I get excited about except McCaffrey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing. Maybe All, right, it. <laughs> All right. So how about those Browns and the Patriots? The Patriots defense continues to just be staggeringly good. I'm going to call it right now. I think there's a great opportunity for James White, especially if you're going to play the four o'clock slate to get some James White shares in there because James White just missed scoring a touchdown last week and doesn't show up in the box score. He got tripped up there. He's starting to field a little bit over the last four weeks. He's got 30 uh, catches. I mean, the guy's really starting to come on. 
He just hasn't gotten that big touchdown day yet. So uh, a lot to like there. And look, it's hard not to get excited again for the Patriots defense, considering Baker Mayfield throws more interceptions than pretty much anyone not named Jameis Winston. These are 11 picks. He's been bad. I think five touchdowns, 11 picks. And I and I know I, I was talking to this Jake Seeley, friend of the show. I told him, like, Stefan Gilmore and Belichick, they're just going to shut down OBJ. And he wasn't buying it. And this is just what the Pats do. They, Who wasn't the Raven, Jake's Jake. not buying it? He, he, he Odell was saying, Beckham oh, said that he, the, the quote came out this week. Did you see it? Every time I see him, he says the same thing to me. Hope he enjoyed the day off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Belichick says to Odell Beckham. Every time he sees him. Hope yeah. We enjoy Hope we enjoy today. And Not I understand where Jake was coming from. He's trying to get OBJ at a low ownership and, and shooting for that upside. And, you know, I, I, I get it, but I'm not in that price range, especially on DraftKings. I'd rather take a shot on somebody else, maybe a Mike Evans or a Keenan Allen. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of out on everyone really in this game. I do like Julian Edelman from a, if you're just a cash game player and, and I mostly am. So Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon's not involved at all anymore. He's done. He's on IR. He's released. I don't even know what the story is there, but I just know he's not going to play this week at home against the Browns. And Muhammad Sanu is just acquired. I don't know how involved he's going to be either. So Julian Edelman is, he's just safe. At least nine targets, seven catches, double digit fantasy points in three straight games, 27 targets in his last two contests, his last two. So, yeah, you can roll the dice on any back. It could be White. It could be Michelle. I'm sure both could find the end zone, but Julian Edelman for me is is the only guy. And on the other side, maybe you want to get crazy, Landry, because I do feel like OBJ will be shut down. Uh, I don't know. It's just a matter of do you feel good enough about Baker Mayfield being able to make the throws? And uh... How about Chubb? What about Chubb? <sighs> He's been really good this year. Chubb's been excellent, but it's funny. As much as you want to take away, here's the thing. Chubb, I think, is the thing to take away here. You know, I, th- I think you take away Chubb, but the way you take away Chubb is this pass rush and the way they've been able to change up the blitzes and, and change the packages there. It's just been it's unbelievable. It's like a masterclass in watching somebody coach defense to have Belichick out there calling the plays again. And it's just it's been brilliant to watch. I just think the Browns are going to struggle altogether. I really do. This is this is unfortunately not the way you want to come out of the bye. You want to come out of the bye and play a team like the Cardinals. You can just roll them and feel good about yourselves not going to new England. Like that's just, it's not going to be a good scene. I'll pay up for the Pats defense this week in cash and in tournaments, because I think this could be another one of those weeks where they just, you know, they make up for, like, I'd rather pay up for them than pay up for a tight end. I really would. Like, I just yeah. think it's a better yeah. investment right now in DFS considering where the tight end position is and where we're at with this Pats defense. This is like, we're getting into that 85 bears territory right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. I mean, yeah. I saw a stat the other day is just, if their offense didn't take the field, they'd still be what, Three, three, and one, or something silly like that. <laughs> if their oh, offense man. didn't take the field, <laughs> that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. All right, uh, Raiders and Texans. Here we go. Last one on the docket here on the main slate. Let's get to this one because I want Daddy like I want all of the Deshaun Watson. And I'll tell you what. As much as I like Hopkins, I like Stills just as much. And I don't care if it's going to be chalky. I don't care if everyone's on it. I don't care. I like it. I know Kenny Stills just 57 over on FanDuel. And I think if you want to pivot off of it, you pivot with QT. And you have interchangeable pieces like that. And you play a couple different lineups and you do it that way. Because I would be shocked if he didn't have a touchdown too. Do you want to get involved with Hyde at all just to cover yourself for touchdowns just in case? Yeah, I never really thought about Hyde. I guess it's because... I haven't either. I'm just kind of bringing it up now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And and I guess I I could yeah I could be interested. He had that bad game last week, but for the most part, he's been he's been touching the ball anywhere from fifteen to twenty times. You know, he's he's not really involved through the air. It's kind of Duke, but 
yeah, I mean, they could certainly get up in this game. You saw both Packers backs get involved last week against Oakland. And I think the mindset of most people, and it probably should, this mindset that you just have is is Watson and whoever, right? I mean, get involved with Kenny Stills. There's no Will Fuller. QT for sure. I think Hopkins is in for a big game. Aaron Rodgers threw five touchdowns last week against this defense, ran one in with no Devontae Adams. So Yeah, and Josh Jacobs does, is not healthy either. So that could be yeah, another No Tyrell situation. Williams. They, they're probably going to be up in this game. They could be up double digits. It's possible. And then they run, you know, they use Hyde. Maybe he finds the end zone, a goal line back. If he could find the end zone, if he does get a touchdown, whether it's from the one or not, he will return value at $4,700. So if you want to go away from what will be chalk and very popular in Watson and Hopkins and Stills, you know, you get some Carlos Hyde in your life and then you're kind of ahead of the curve because he's so cheap. You can be. You absolutely can be. Uh, but, you know, it's, it'd be crazy not to play that stack. I don't care if it's chalky. The Raiders were that embarrassing last week, and that's yeah. not something you could fix overnight. And if you're losing, I know they're getting Tyrell Williams back, but they're losing. I don't think they're losing Josh Jacobs, but it doesn't seem like he's healthy even if he does play. So that's just not a good look. So that means the offense is going to be on the field a ton. And that's why I'm starting to wonder if Hyde's one of these guys is a flex play, you start to think about and start to have some real serious conversations about, all right, do I want to get involved here? Cause Hyde has some opportunity. It's not pretty, but yeah. you know, it's, he's getting the job done. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's not always the sexy pick. You know what I mean? No, I exactly. I, I know exactly what you mean. So yeah, Houston high team implied total get involved with everybody, especially yeah. if you're a cash game player. Oh, do it up, baby. Do it up. All right. It's that time again. It's time to find the end zone where Chris and I are going to pick a running back and a wide receiver each, and we are going to play against each other and hopefully win some swag. So if you hear this segment, you can retweet it and like it, and you can enter yourselves. And we've been winning people all kinds of free stuff lately from LineStar app because we're we're givers here at LineStar. That's what we do. So I'm going to give you a touchdown first. I'm going to go with Latavius Murray. Whether Kamara plays or doesn't, I'm going to stick my neck out on the limb here and say Latavius Murray gets a touchdown anyway. So I am going to be a little bit of a fancy pants here with my running back, and I'm going to be a little edgy this week and try not to, you know, take somebody too easy. So, Chris Meany, running back, where are you going to fall in the end zone this week? Yeah, I would agree. I think that Latavius finds a touchdown regardless, and I think you look a little bit smarter if Kamara was playing and it happened. Uh, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. It is a dream matchup. He hasn't been Todd Gurley of old, but I just want to hammer home the point that don't be afraid of the price, the high price on both sites. I think he finds the end zone this week, and I think he has a pretty good day. All right, wide receiver Chris Meany, you may take first shot here. All right, let's go to Detroit. I won't go with the man who scored four touchdowns for the second time in his career, by the way, Marvin Ugh. Jones. I will take Kenny Galladay coming off a very disappointing game. Sixth on his team in targets last week. Don't be afraid of that matchup against the Giants. We know it actually it's pretty good. So like, give me Kenny G for a touchdown. All right, this next pick might sound chalky, but to be honest, he hasn't necessarily delivered as much as we've wanted him to this year. And it's DeAndre Hopkins. So DeAndre Hopkins against the Raiders, matchup nightmare. Let's get him the ball. Let's get a big W here for the Houston Texans, okay? Let's stop being fancy. Let's get this man 15 targets, and let's do it up. And at least two touchdowns would be nice. But look, I'll settle for one here for the contest. So there you have it. Those are our picks. And in the meantime, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany, at Joe Pisa PS17, at Line Star App, and at Line Star NFL. Again, make sure you're downloading that Line Star app and utilizing it for all your DFS needs. Mike Randall and I will be back on Friday morning with the wagering show to get you all the picks and all the betting information you need here. That'll do it for Chris Meany and I. It's time to break the huddle from the pre-snap. There's nothing left to do now except set down win. 
You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.